<laughs> All right. Jazz, thank you for uh, being here at our Creative Spin Podcast. My man, thank you for having me. It's a long time coming. You know what? I think uh, everybody's going to be excited about this, and we have a lot of things in common that we uh, we enjoy doing as that's kind of like our, our side thing, right? We were just talking about that. Today's podcast is brought to you by Workplace One, a company offering boutique, private offices, co-working spaces, virtual office solutions, and meeting rooms. Amazing spaces in the best neighborhoods in Toronto and Kitchener-Waterloo. Ideal for entrepreneurs, companies, and passionate business people. These spaces provide a stimulating environment to build, network, and drive business. With five different locations in Toronto and one in Kitchener, Workplace One is definitely where you want to be with your business. For more information, just uh, jump over to their website at workplaceone.com. For everybody, give us your origin story. Uh, Jazz Takar, born and raised in uh, Toronto, in a little uh, on the uh, north side, a uh, little city called Rexdale, mm-hmm. uh, what a lot of people know of as Etobicoke. Um, uh, parents uh, came here from India about 1972. I was born in 81, so that makes me now 37. You're still young, man. Still young. Uh, feel like I'm 19. Um, there you go. And uh, just, you know, my father came here, the, the, the usual story, right? A couple of dollars in his pocket, came yeah. by himself. My mom was still in India um, with my eldest brother at that time. They actually went to, my, my dad went to Edmonton uh, originally. Okay. Uh, wasn't really a lot of jobs there. Came to Toronto, actually right, right like down the street from where we are right now at mm-hmm. the, the fish market. There's a big, huge, huge fish market down here. Yeah. Um, and uh, he worked there. And then uh, the only, you know, that shut down. And then the only place he could work uh, was as a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Mom came, worked as a factory worker, like super, super. I'm, I'm the youngest of three. So I'm like super, super So I'm loved. listening here. It's a very typical immigrant story, oh, right? 100%, yeah, my man. 100%. Hardworking. Um, hardworking. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't see my dad a lot, but definitely, um, I, I still remember now till this day, uh, uh, him just kind of coming into my bed and like when he was uh, coming from work and little kind of kiss on the cheek and that mm-hmm. whisper, like I love, like I got a lot of love both from my dad and mom. Um, and, you know, as I grew up, I, I quickly learned that school and I weren't going to jive, mm-hmm. um, barely finished high school. Um, it was going to take a year off. And think about what I was going to do. Uh, got a job at uh, uh, CIBC, uh, mm-hmm. not too far from here either, uh, as a uh, sales and service specialist, kind of answering phones. Just when like online banking was coming out. Like, yeah, this is right before September about, 11th. So like about yeah. late 99, early 2000 kind of. Gotcha. That's where yeah, I started yeah. there. And really honed some cool, like honed in on my phone skills because I was answering. So Jamie would call and say, "Jazz, I want to pay a bill, or or, or I need to uh, get a loan or a mortgage." And we were doing this all over the phone. Mm-hmm. And so they really trained us. And so I was there for three years. Trained us on phone skills. Yeah. From there, I went communication in. skills. Bottom Man, line, right? Like small little things that I still use till this day, Jamie. Like. Mm-hmm. If I'm on a call with somebody and I have to answer that second call coming in, it's like, you know, Jim, do you, do you mind if I put you on hold? And then when I would come back, it's, it's the small, small little, small things. little things like, thanks for holding. 
Yeah. And I still hear this from clients like, oh, you're welcome. Like, they're kind of shocked. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to my team not too long ago. I was calling into the States for guests for the podcast and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're a little shocked. You could tell on the other line, they're shocked. Like, who's this Canadian? It's like, thank you and sorry and please. <laughs> and, you know, they don't get it often. There. So Canadian. So Canadian, right? Like, just small little just things. Small little things yeah. go a long way. And then so I went into the car business. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my brother at that time uh, was training uh, uh, one of the owners, actually the whole family up in Brampton, and they have now like eight, nine, ten dealerships, uh, BMWs, Acras, Lexuses, the Polly Carroll Group, um, just an amazing family-run business, and, and one of the brothers, there's three brothers, and one of the brothers really took me in as kind of like a son and, and taught, me to, like, taught me how to make it easy to, to, for people to buy, not really be mm-hmm. a pushy car salesman, right? Because so that, that sales guy DNA, that, that it sounds to me like it's always been in you. I, I, 12 years old, I had a paper route, and it wasn't a paper route like the Guardian or the Penny Saver for like our local listeners where I'm just dropping off paper. It was for the Toronto Star at the time, mm-hmm. and it was, you had to go get customers, and I always find it interesting, right? You're taking me back now because as you walk up to the door, you better find a you better find a way to build some rapport really quickly as you knock on the door and ask you, if you, you essentially have like two seconds. You have, you have two seconds. It might be the flowers, it might be the grass, it might be the car. It's how you smile when they open the door. And, and we're talking about a time that people still open the door and still yeah. communicate. Because nowadays, I don't know how it is out there, but I don't think it's gonna be that easy. I mean. I Nowadays, I can check my phone who's knocking, who's on my driveway right now. I was just going to say that. I have my little camera. I'll check it. I go, mm, nah, don't need to go no, up no, there. No. Nobody's home. Like with the ring stuff, you can yeah. literally speak to them. Get off my driveway, right? It's totally different time. Totally yeah. different time. So about 15 years ago, I got into real estate. Met a guy who uh, uh, has has now passed away. He passed away a couple of years ago, Simon, uh, who originally started as my mentor and boss uh, for the first two years, and then became my third older brother. Like he 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 loved me like a younger brother, and vice versa. Um, very very. I I tell a lot of people on my team. I they might sound kind of egotistical, but I really think I'm one of the luckiest people in the world because. I grew up with two older brothers, which is mm-hmm. always a healthy reminder that you're closer to the bottom than you are to the top. Uh-huh. Always. Uh-huh. Always, always. And they, they don't have an issue reminding you of that while you're growing Daily. up? Daily. Like, yes. I probably got a text today like, hey, hey, what, what the, uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you up to right now, right? Like, but yep. with so much love, so yeah. much love. Um, and then I had all these guys like mentors that came into my life who for some reason wanted to take me under their wing. And I've been very blessed. Uh, I now have a business partner uh, for the last 10 years, uh, Simeon, who is only a year older than me, but he himself also still treats me like a little younger brother, right? Because he just has so much stuff. And so I always say I'm very, very blessed in that sense. And we now have a team of 30 realtors that span right across the greater Toronto area. We're number three in Royal LePage, Canada, which is Canada's largest real estate organization, consists of 18,000 realtors. We do a little over 650 transactions a year with buyers, sellers, and investors. And I get to do a lot of content. I get to do a lot of this stuff. My business yeah. partner handles, we were talking off air. Him and I kind of coined, he's the defensive coach. 
he's a huge Bill Belichick fan, and that's like it's one of the main reasons I don't like him sometimes because <laughs> the, the, the Patriots, and it allows me to be the offensive, be on the offense, and kind of get do the creative stuff, the branding, and the sales. Right? Before we dive into the branding side, the yeah. podcast yeah. side, yeah. and all yeah. of that, just how have you seen like the uh, the evolution of real estate and basically going back 15 years how you used to do things back then compare it to today's world look at that time um there's been some major changes but there's been one basic thing that hasn't changed and i'll talk about that in a second but obviously major is is online like everything now before someone's gonna meet with me they're gonna check my instagram they're gonna check my facebook mm -hmm. they're, they're gonna want to know who i am back then it wasn't that it was it was really Flyers. It was word of mouth, no. Was, and yeah. that's what I was going to say has not changed. Okay. That, in fact, since, you know, I was at, at the bank or car sales, the one thing that has not changed is the word of mouth. And so if you treat people right, they'll tell someone. And it's funny you're saying that because I always keep telling our clients when yeah. it comes to social media, yeah. it's not different. Social media is exactly the same yeah. game that yeah. you used to play 20 years ago. It's just a different way of doing it. What? But the core is the same i think social media is just the online version of word of mouth exactly right and what are people saying about you in the online community word of mouth the way you engage with them yes. the way you treat them yes like don't think about it any differently like nope. if you think about really like t the twitters and the instagrams of the world like a cocktail party like mm -hmm. if, I, I tell my team all the time and, and really salespeople right across north america like through the podcast i'm, I'm doing a, a lot more coaching and, and and calls and stuff with with guys and gals right across the continent and i tell them all the time look if you were to go to a cocktail party you would not go there and like literally just keep on handing out your cards. Here's right? my like, card. Here. Like you, you wouldn't want to be that person, right? You know, I mean, back in the days, people used to do that stuff at funerals. That just wasn't me. Is yeah. my style. What would you do? You would try to engage with people. Like, yeah. hey, Colin, what, what do you do for a living, man? Like, what, what's going on? And you try to engage and then build create up that Create that conversation. Create that context. That for some reason, yeah. though, they go online and it's like, call sales, me. Sales, sales. Hard. Like, call me. Here's my number. Go to my website. You Without, know, it, like, whine and dine me a little bit. I'm, I'm thinking about LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, a few years back. One of the reasons why I kind of let go of LinkedIn back then was it was so salesy. Every single person you clicked to be your friend, yeah, you had a pitch right away. I'm like, I'm done with this. Are you finding like what are you finding with LinkedIn nowadays? Like now, yeah. I, f I feel like people have learned their lesson. Yeah, okay. I think you still get them. Mm -hmm. You still get them, but yeah. the percentage isn't as high. Yeah, at least on my end, I yeah. don't find that. And I actually feel like for us, for our whatever we're putting out, yeah. we're getting a very good reaction. Yeah, so I'm just like, starting my views. world in that. In, in, in LinkedIn and stuff like that. So I'm very curious on, and I'm oh, glad yeah. to hear we, that's we're working well for you. a lot of attention to LinkedIn because yeah. we're seeing the results. Yeah. yeah. So I'm spending majority of my time on Instagram and YouTube mm -hmm. now, yeah. um, as well as Facebook. Surprisingly, yeah. the, my engagement on Facebook has really shot up with a certain age group, right? But you know what? This, the question, that question is tricky, right? Okay. Like is, is, is uh, uh, LinkedIn working? I think all of them work. I you know what I mean? Yeah. I think when it, when you start looking at stuff, it's you're going to have a different kind of audience in every single one of those platforms. And if you go back to what we were saying about being, you know, going down to the core and, and being able to communicate, interact with your audience in those different audiences, you're going to get the results. And you got to know, right? Like with, in, with Instagram, you, you are catering 
generally speaking, to a younger crowd, right? And so saying words or knowing maybe some a little bit more slang words would help you. That's why uh, I have Colin helping me out to, with all of the young stuff because I'm right? getting old now. I'm gonna Isn't it true, Colin? Like you want to, right? I mean, Instagram is definitely swayed to the, to the yeah. younger generation where Facebook is, in my opinion, uh, swayed for a little older generation. Yeah. And so how, what type of picture you put up? It, like image wise what your caption is it has to be spoken differently i can't like the amount of times i know when i see other people's posts it's the same instagram and the, like the, what they put up on instagram they automatically put it up on facebook mm -hmm. facebook knows that even though that it's the same company yeah the algorithm actually pushes it down it doesn't like if you put hashtags and stuff that go into facebook mm -hmm. they actually push your push it down in the feed so it's not even getting noticed why exactly. because you're not natively putting in you're not putting in the time exactly and 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 that's what i really really like about the whole social like what i'm really coming like learning now is whoever puts in the most time and effort is going to win but you touched on the most important thing, time. Yes, I agree. Time. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> but it, it, now here's it the thing, right? With, with even that, with really anything, if you want it, then you got to put in the work. Yeah. But I'm not here to tell people like you should work as much as I do or you should work the way I do. Exactly. Like, but if you're wanting to be the best, your, your actions better match your words, right? 100%. Otherwise, it's just... A bunch of bullshit. Like so, so the podcast. The yes. podcast was your way of of creating a little bit more content. Yeah, you know. Um, so with my partner passing away, uh, uh, this September will be two years. Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, would probably be sitting here right now, and I would be around, all right, um, or dealing with like clients face to face and having. I would be doing that more. But with him passing away, um, I knew that something had to be done. Mm -hmm. um, he was just amazing in front of a camera. Just like, you know, when they say you're a natural, yeah. he, he was definitely a natural at it. And so I, uh, actually a funny story. I went and did a presentation, like, I think it was maybe a week after he passed away. Um, and I did the exact same presentation that I've seen him do for, uh, 13 years. Mm -hmm. And I suck shit. Engraved in your I brain. I suck shit. Yeah. Like it was the worst thing ever where the, all my whole team was like, where's Jazz? Like, what the heck? And this is not because I was thinking about him passing. Like, it wasn't that. It was, it wasn't me. Ah, okay. I w it wasn't authentic to me. I did the, like, I used some of the same opening jokes and like, because it was so brainwashed in me. And I thought that's what would play well on stage. Man, did I suck. Like, and it's like I, it, it would have been like, Luckily, the crowd was nice enough because a lot of them knew me. They would have threw stuff at me if you're like <laughs> at a stand-up comedy. Like, you know what I mean? But isn't it funny how the audience can pick up when you're not authentic? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> like two seconds. And yeah. this is what I keep telling people. Yeah. And even going back to social media, be authentic because you're, you're going to be called out. Oh, my God. Like in two yeah. seconds, you know, people are going to figure it out. So on my drive home in the next coming days, I was like, wow, that I, I, I'm not going to try that again. Um, what is going to be authentic to me? And phone skills, as we talked about earlier, um, I was never really afraid of going on the phone. Like, you know, even as a kid, I would order pizzas. I like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I like making people joke, laugh on the other end or really smile on the other end. And you could tell when you're on the phone with somebody if they're mm -hmm. smiling. And I heard this word podcast and I Googled it. I was like, what the heck is a podcast? I don't even know what it is. And I looked it up and I was like, 
a mic. Okay. It's kind of like a phone. I can do this. And we just turned on a, a, a mic, had no idea what we're doing. Like as I look at all the fancy stuff now, yeah. it's really cool. Like I love where the world of podcasts has gone, Yeah, but it was totally going to be authentic to me. And uh, we're now, I'm proud to say in season four, 67 or so episodes. Oh, wow. What happened? We met like early on you you had carmen on on your podcast yes and that was like one of them that was really that was probably yeah that was going back uh, right to like in the first few months actually yeah first yeah. few months of 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 the podcast and then what we what we decided to do was put the camera on because exactly what you're doing and I, and i learned then anyone who's listening or watching any of your views i, I yeah. mean i think the bible uh from a content producing perspective is the Gary V content model. Absolutely. It some way, somehow landed on my phone, um, the PowerPoint deck. And believe me, I can't read long emails. I, I'm just not that person. I don't even have a computer. Like yeah. I do everything from my phone, but I looked through this and it, I really took my time. It was like 80 slides. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he made mention to the, to, to, to the fact that if you have it on video, you can rip out the audio and you can go, you can also transcribe it into writing. Exactly, it's it's breaking it all apart. Yeah, and, and then, for those of you who don't know who Gary V is, I mean, you just have to search him up. That's the bottom line. You'll have under a more. Rock. Maybe they're under a rock. I don't know. Probably, yeah. you'll have more than enough things <laughs> to look at and, and read and watch. And so once the cameras went on after, after I had got really comfortable with the mics, then I fell in love with that. I was like, you like I yeah. the, I was all about the camera now. Now I have a full time videographer a part-time videographer. Yeah. Who I make sure that I want to vlog even more now. Right now we're at a weekly. We'll get to daily very soon. He nice. just, he doesn't work as hard as I want him to. <laughs> I love Keegan. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so now uh, we're literally taking everything from video, transcribing it. We actually just, here's a cool thing, Jamie. We, we, we transcribed everything into writing, like logging. We logging it. Wow. Okay. 67 yeah. episodes. We, we're going to get to a little over a thousand pages of content that we've done. That's awesome though. So for anybody listening and watching, I can now turn that thousand page, their interviews, just like we're doing right mm-hmm. now. Some mm-hmm. are just me kind of going off on my own on some rants. I could turn that into a book. I can turn, I can go on stage. I can, like, I'm getting caught. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's yeah. so much that 100%. comes out of it. You and I were talking off here. Like because you're doing this as your side hustle and you love it. Yeah. How many more opportunities are going to start coming your way? Right. And I think that's, that's the key, uh, for a lot of things in life is really doing what you love. And, and for me, and, and you have the same passion is like, this is our side thing, but it's, it's done with, with a passion that so it just, it, we enjoy doing it. So true. It's like I like I I've always loved to to talk as well. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, it's always been you like my the thing. Sound and, of your own voice. You know, I like, I like I to listen it. to my home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it just you know, it's what you're saying. Now we have more content. Now we can distribute. Now we can get out there. We're just gonna get more visibility yeah, to our look. brand, to ourselves, to what we're doing. But I've seen some of your your clips, um, and I can tell you're having fun. Yeah. You know, I, and and I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen all of them. Okay, but I, the ones that I've seen. Like you could tell the smile is authentic and it comes through the mic. It comes through the lens. And, and, and now I wanted to get with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like, and this a, is the thing though, vibe, like right? how, how people uh, reach out, like the opportunities are going, going to come regardless, sure. you know, put out good content. That's what I tell everybody. Just put it out there. It'll, it'll come back. Get started. 
Yeah. You know, what I've been really saying a lot of um, is removing the friction. Yeah. And, 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 and what I mean by that is that can come from the perspective of if you're a salesperson, start to remove the friction between someone buying something like, like buying something from you don't try to sell them yeah don't push it down their throat if you want to produce content remove the friction and just do what you think you're going to be authentic at it might not be the mic or the camera but it might be writing in my opinion it has to be one of the three or you yeah. just probably shouldn't do it like if you're not comfortable in front of the, the camera don't or the do mic it or writing because that will actually be a negative, negative. i yeah. totally agree right yeah. but i have uh my executive producer uh, and and our director of sales and marketing laura she wanted she was really wasn't comfortable in front of the camera um she was she was okay in front of like on the mic but she was really like extra comfortable writing mm-hmm. right and so she chose that to be her her kind of medium and the platform and that she wanted and to And that's use. the right thing to do. That's it. Keegan, I mean if I ask him to get on this podcast, he might freak out right now. However, Come for him <laughs> for him to shoot it, for him to shoot it, that's same it. thing with Colin, right? I don't like I don't know Colin no, much. Colin's I, actually he's a little bit of a superstar in front of the is uh, he? Oh I, yeah. He's, he's a good a, looking guy, man. That's uh, Oh, there you go. and so I think you got to find one of the mediums that you're very comfortable with, but do it around your passion. And Absolutely. I know you're not doing this for money, man. Like, I just know it. Listen, I have two kids and a dog at home. I, I need to feed them <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, I get and, that. Yeah. But you're not doing this stuff. This is not this bringing is not, in. No. You know what I mean? It's not but for that. Th- a funny <laughs> thing will happen is that this will probably be the biggest money maker for you because you're not Eventually, looking yeah, for probably, it. Probably. Yeah. You're, you're not yeah. looking for it, like it to make actually make you money, but the pat like you're just going to get so many more opportunities. I'm living it. I see it all yeah, the time. We're seeing it already uh, like the, the connections and people just reaching out and all that and it's been it's been fun. And and yeah, it's like you're saying it, it will come back. It will, man. Now I want to touch on on the Gary V since we already started kind of yeah. uh, playing around with uh, that name. Yeah, you finally got to meet him. I finally got to meet him. I finally got to uh, spend about uh, uh, 30, 35 minutes with the guy and do a podcast with him. And you got that full injection of Gary V. Yeah, power. Right and there. and more impressively, and if he's listening, um, it's. And, and it really is a testament to him is I got to spend about four hours or so in the Vayner office. Amazing. And, um, they are amazing. The people, they're so hospitable. You can tell Look, we're talking about passion mm-hmm. and I didn't get to meet all of them or anything. Um, but, um, majority of the people, and I'm talking, I probably came across 25, 30 and spoke with about 10 mm-hmm. and you can just tell like they're just having a blast. Yeah. They're having a blast. Um, and so what we talk, what we hear Gary talk about on that, he hires more on attitude than he does skill. It is so you can apparent yeah. and you can feel it. I mean, the, uh, you know, they said, jazz, there's food in the lunchroom going. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get a coffee. And anybody who came by, like, Hey, hi, well, where are you from? Like they know, obviously there's a lot of people going through that office that are guests yeah. and just asking questions, big smiles on their face uh but gary uh what we see it, it that's it's what you true, get man. that like that's I him that's and i, I had the same like when i met, met him, him. Yeah, yeah i met him back in uh 2015 yeah um when he was doing so he was doing the the ask gary v show mm-hmm. and a couple episodes before the 100th show he, yeah he just shouts out and go i'm going to do something here you know the gary v style <laughs> let, let d-rock let's do something you know what i mean and, and 
he did this get together in Got New it. York, like a meetup. Yeah, a meetup. Yeah, yeah. So it was like I I turned to my buddy, which you know he's he's also following Gary, and I go, let's go down. Are you in Toronto listening at yeah, that time? Yeah. Okay, go on. And and I'm talking to to George. Uh, I've already actually had him on, on the on the podcast. Uh, and I go, let's go down. And he goes, okay. Right there and then, I go on. I I book the tickets, <laughs> and boom, for we, a meetup. Hey, that's awesome. We go. To New York, okay. leave Toronto at 6 a.m., and we're back. We didn't even stay. Love it. We went there just for that. I love it. So it was really cool. The experience was great. Uh, meeting, all, meeting him, meeting all the, the people around him. Yeah. Uh, ended up afterwards, uh, he had a meeting in the, in the late afternoon, uh-huh. but he said, I'll meet you guys when I get back. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, nah, this guy's never going to show up. We're never going to see him again. Doesn't he come back? and meet us at this bar that he tweeted out to us. And it's like 20 people in that bar That's and we're just so sitting cool. there and he's talking to all these people. I'm like, I'm looking at him. Yeah. Like, how is this guy? Like, this guy's for real. No, like, he is, man. This he is goes, not. He legit goes, you know, yeah. 14, 15, 16 hours a day. Um, what we, what a lot of people see now is, is the Gary V. Mm-hmm. What they don't know, because I don't, I just don't think a lot of people spend time to actually do the research the guy runs a thousand person. It's crazy operation. You I know, don't like, even. <laughs> and and it's I think it's up to like about uh, two hundred million in revenue now. Um, four offices around the world. Around the He's world, yeah. The fifth one. That to me is what really attracted me to him. Was yeah. wow, like what is this guy doing differently? Like how did he scale so quickly? Yeah. How did he? How did he uh, build that culture? Um, and like in, in depth, like you can tell, like he's not about the width, he's about depth. Authenticity. And it's exactly that. Like that was it. I had, uh, uh my business partner, Simeon, Laura and Clem with me, uh, uh, join us. And it's funny. Somebody actually made a comment on one of the socials when they saw the video, they're like, it doesn't even look like he's talking to the interviewer because we're talking like this. But majority of the time, he's speaking to Simeon, Laura, and Clem in, in the room because yeah. he wants to make sure he makes eye. Like, it was unbelievable. And it didn't even throw me off because I've seen him do it in the past. Yeah. So I knew. And they all left, like, saying, well, wow, that was kind of weird. He was talking to us the whole time. Like, Jazz, <laughs> he wasn't even really talking to you. And it was so neat because, like, we, I walk in, he's in a meeting, and we leave and off to another meeting. And then, yeah. as I said, we stayed there for another four hours and just one boardroom to another boardroom to another boardroom to another. Like, it's that's crazy. His day. Yeah. That's his it's day. It's crazy. And I was speaking to his assistant. And I was like, how does his evening look? Like, what is he up to? And she's like, he has like four engagements. Like, he has to go one back, 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 back to back to back to back. It's insane. A lot of people look at uh, people like Gary. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they love the success. They yeah. love all of that stuff. But they forget about the hustle, the, yeah. the daily thing. And, and he does an amazing job at, at showing people yeah. what happens a little bit about what, what he does during the day. But you were there, you yeah. saw the behind the camera for sure. And for if, I think if more people even saw that the whole day, I honestly think that a lot of people that watch this stuff don't really believe hundred percent that he does that. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I, I actually think, I don't think they think that he actually owns a business. Mm-hmm. Like, I've spoke to people before I was going and afterwards. They're like, oh, the motivational guy. <laughs> Which he hates being called. I know. Right? <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's like, no, that's kind of what we just, that's the top of the funnel that's for the, him uh, to, yeah, that's like 10% of it, 15% yeah. of it. It's, 
him taking the business from scratch, literally in a boardroom like this. It was actually a cohort, like yeah. it was something similar to this. Exactly. And uh, to taking it to a thousand people. It in was like interestingly five, seven years or something. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, that's how I figured out about this kind of office space. Got it was it. after I came back from yeah. New York, and yeah. I figured that out. I'm like, yeah. okay. So obviously, I came back to Toronto. I'm looking for places like this, and I found Workplace One, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I didn't even realize because I always had my own spaces, sure. my own offices, yeah. and all of that. And then I, that's how I found a space like this one. Yeah. Uh, but tell us then the most surprising thing you learned in that, with that experience with Gary. Um, I think it really was uh, uh, really seeing the operation for that four or five our period, um, seeing it in action. And, and, you know, it's one of those things, right, Jamie, I actually really felt the energy in there. And, and, and I know that sounds kind of hokey pokey ish and fluffy ish, but it's true. I was mm -hmm. there and I don't get like all into that kind of, I'm not really into that stuff as much, but it was I, when I was sitting in the middle of his office, um, like in the whole Vayner office, I could really just feel the energy on how quick they like to produce things. And that was something that I really took back yeah. um, where it was, it's not about the quality. You know, he talks about that a lot and I yeah. felt it because it's, it's quick. Like, let's just get it out. Get it out, we'll make decisions after. We have a saying in our office all the time that we say, ready, fire, aim. Not ready, aim, fire, because too many people spend a lot of their time in aiming. Trying to. Just trying to, not yeah. actually pulling the trigger, right? So fire and then adjust later and you'll hit the target, hopefully. Yeah. But if you never actually fire, you'll probably never hit the And it's funny the you're target. saying that. I, I feel like I, I spent a lot of my uh, my years trying to aim way too much. And and if, if there was, I usually say I never change anything if I were able to go back. But I think that I would tweak. I wouldn't change, but I would tweak. Yeah. I would yeah. kind of hit myself in the back of the head and go, just Get it, out there. Just get it out there. Just do it. It's so true. This idea, yeah, I could have done it three years ago. Yeah, and it's like, no, nah, I want to have it like this. I want to, eh, you know, always trying to find the perfect thing. Oh, now we have to buy the perfect camera and the perfect. Th it doesn't matter. In real estate, I hear yeah. it all the time, right? I wish I didn't sell the home. I wish I uh, invested five years ago. Mm -hmm. I wish. I wish, right? And 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 it's the it's the old like I should have, I should have, and you just shit all over yourself, right? <laughs> it's it's actually making it a must or it's look start now and just find figure out a way figure it out a way like we spend a lot of our time with investors in real estate and it's look you don't have to own a hundred properties or i have this huge goal and i want to retire in the next five years dude just buy one property start there like exactly you haven't even done one yet right like just get out there do something very, very passive and easy. Um, there's a lot of opportunities that you can that 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 are very passive, somewhat even boring. But with real estate, you want to kind of keep it as boring as you possibly can because it works. Yeah. Right. But it's that leap of faith, the lack of taking action, that I think stops most people. 100% and everything. So, bottom line is just just do it. Just do get it. it done. Get it done. Last words, my friend. Look, I think, um, thank you to you, no, uh, you for having me on and having my team here. I really appreciate that. Um, in closing, really to your viewers and your listeners, I would say uh, qu as quickly as you possibly can, try different things. Because as you try different things, you'll find what's going to stick, that passion. Mm -hmm. It's 
like, you know, the first time I tried oysters, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but damn, do I love oysters now, right? You do? And, and a lot of people will say, I hate oysters, but they didn't even try them yet. I've tried them, and I still hate them. You still hate them? <laughs> See, but that's okay. You know. But I know. Better than if somebody said, I haven't even, like, yeah. I hate them, but I've never tried them no. because of the way that they look. Are they I gave great? it one shot. No. And no. So I <laughs> love oysters. I'll probably go chuck some, chuck some now, right, after we finish. It's actually right down the street from me. But, but it's funny, since we're talking about food, I always said I didn't like sushi, and now I love sushi. See? So there you go. See, there you go. So <laughs> try a bunch of different things, and I think you'll find your passion. Stick with it. Don't worry about the money. A lot of people spend time. How can I make money? How can I make money? How can I make money? It, the, I think the right question to ask is, what am I passionate about? What would I do for free? And what, how can I help people? And how can I bring more value? Exactly. Jazz, thank, thank you so much for being here. We'll uh, hook up all of the links and all the stuff so Thank you guys uh, can check this guy's stuff. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.